0: Station, mostly clear skies tonight, lows into the 40s. For the next six to seven days, we're looking at sunny skies, highs in the 60s, mostly clear at night, lows into the 40s. For you boaters, small craft advisory is in effect until 9 p.m. this evening. I repeat, a small craft advisory is in effect until 9 p.m. this evening. And with that said, again, my next show or first show this evening is with Aaron Cloudon and Healing Journeys. I hope you enjoy the show opinions expressed
1: in the following sponsored program are not necessarily those of KSEO radio its staff management or advertisers if something is said with which you disagree please call us during the program in order to help us balance comment oh, come on, why
2: not? people might
1: misunderstand what we're trying to say you know? but that's a part of life kid. all right that was a slightly different intro than we normally have (laughs) that was awesome So, tonight I have uh, Lindy James on the show. She is a tantric educator and intimacy coach. You can find her at lindyjames.com. That's L I N D Y J A M E S.com. You can email her, Lindy at lindyjames.com, um, in order to sign up for her intro class and see what else she has to offer. Lindy, welcome to the show. How are you doing this evening?
2: I'm doing wonderful. It's good to be with you again.
1: Awesome. So, oh, man, I'm, 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 my mic's a little hot. Okay. Bringing myself back down. Um, <laughs> Take it easy over there. I know. Something's <laughs> weird here. Do you hear that? Whatever. It's cool. It's all this sex talk. Got me all excited. Um, <clears throat> you brought uh, some things with you, and we were going to talk about Tantra and Tantric sex. Um Would you like to kind of lead off? I know you had a few things in mind.
2: Yes. Um, So the beginning of this path of tantric sex, tantric um, sensuality, it's a spiritual path and a healing path. And so what I like to do as we begin is just to do a little embodiment practice that will be the foundation of what we learn about sexuality, around awareness. Um, Tantra comes from Hindu, basically. It's Neo-tantra, we call it, or Western Tantra, because um, all these other spiritual religions that say Tantra, it means a lot of different things. So when I first started, it was the only way I knew about this word Tantra. But in Buddhism, they have lots of Tantras that aren't about sex at all. And so to be honoring of these religions, um, I say Neo-Tantra, at least in the beginning. Okay. And so we start always with my classes, with my clients, in doing a simple embodiment class, um, practice. And so if you would just join me. Sure. We'll just do some slow, deep breaths. Okay. So you just breathe in a full breath. And exhale even slower. Yeah, like that. And let each exhale relax your body. And as you breathe these slow breaths, we invite the thinking mind to take on another job to let go of stories of judgments, anticipation, (laughs) and really bring ourselves into the present moment so we can train the mind through the breath. Just feel the breath as it, you inhale through the nostrils, the rise and fall of your chest. That's good, yeah. So just letting that in and out slow breath, we begin to feel more and think a little bit less. and feeling all the way down as if you could breathe right to the pelvic floor so you let your belly expand on the inhale and belly contract on the exhale very good and feeling the chair or cushion whatever you sit on yeah And breathing all the way, awareness, down your legs to your feet. Wiggle your toes. And so we start to notice our physical form, how we feel sitting with our spine in alignment. And when thoughts arise, we just label it thinking and come back to the breath. So this Practice is the basis of tantric sexuality. You start to notice what you feel when your body is telling you this is a no or slow down. We start to be able to put a voice to what's happening. And this applies to anything we do. Not just our relationships and our sexuality, but also to what we're going to do next. (laughs) So I'm going to just read this little piece as you just keep breathing and relaxing and letting go of thoughts. So I'm reading from the book, The Heart of Tantric Sex by Diana Richardson. The art of Tantra, most simply defined, is the union of sex and meditation. It is simultaneously a physical and a spiritual happening. In conscious sex, we are attempting to be aware of what is happening in each moment. So again, we're letting go of thinking, which is not something we do very easily in the beginning. And through this, we create the opportunity to have an enriching experience of love each time. Awareness transforms sex into love. When I was a young girl, I had a lot of sex, but not a lot of love. Mm -hmm. And when I did my tantric training, like 30-something years ago... I made myself a promise that I wouldn't be sexual without my heart engaged. And so any time in my sexuality, if I'm making love and my, I feel numb, I don't feel turned on, I stop and I say, Oh, let me check in with my heart. And so often we have all these supposed to's, these beliefs about how we're supposed to be sexual and what that's supposed to look like.
1: All right. So that's interesting you bring this up because we were just talking earlier about the vulnerability that then comes with with being in love and and the power of the vulnerability when being in love and having sex and this sounds and this may sound in a rather much more liberal society as kind of prudish but in a way it, it's actually it's it's it there's a lot of respect for the self with this
2: yes exactly. as
1: well as for the other and you were talking about the belief system and I and I was thinking about this and how we're raised
2: exactly I
1: was raised in a very you meet one person you get married and that's the only person you'll ever have sex with your entire life
2: and you don't do it before you get married.
1: That's correct. So, and then for a short while, there was a big backlash to that. I went through in my younger years, and I and I think possibly similar to what you were saying, that maybe I wasn't respecting myself, and actually I'm quite certain of it. And there was also a lot of confusion around sex and love. And I only feel like kind of now, at this point... Although I shouldn't say that. I I feel more, uh, and it's almost kind of, um, it kind of throws me off that, because for the longest time being raised the way I was, it was like, okay, sex can just be a pleasure and all this kind of thing, which is true, but to, to now take it to a point where I respect and honor the person I'm with whatever partner I'm with and love her and 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 have sex with only her that's a um that's kind of unique you know it's kind of a unique mindset now and it goes against a lot of what we're taught as men as men it's like you're the man if you hook up with a lot of chicks you know or, or or if she's hot you know she's got to look hot, all this kind of stuff. You know, <laughs> to let all that go. That's <laughs> hilarious. It's true though, isn't it, Nick? There's like that. Yeah. As guys, it's like there's a weird comparison thing. All and it and I think it dehumanizes the women.
0: Yeah, it's not good.
1: It's not. It, it puts them in a the, in a status thing of.
0: Well, I'd say girls do that too. I mean, it's 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 both ways, right? Well, the, if
2: we do. We have our own status. Like, is he hot? No, is he hot? Am I hot? Oh. Am my breast big enough? Is my body the right, right. shape?
0: Or, oh, I was with this guy, and i got this other guy, too, coming in. Right. Uh, yeah. You got, you got girls that do the same thing as guys. I mean, it's, just, it's not just the guys. True. This is true. But I, I think there's a, there's a lot of
1: dehumanizing, and actually I think it was Thich Nhat Hanh who just recently passed, talking about how when we look at another human being as just a source of physical de- Desire, it's actually kind of a form of violence in a way because it dehumanizes and and it loses the spiritual aspect of the being that that we're desiring.
2: Right. And listening in in the same as this um, embodiment practice, like we can feel one another. We can feel the harm that we do to ourselves Mm -hmm. and to the other. So not only are we listening to our own voice, our own boundaries. But we can see the other, and we can feel the other, and listen and honor their boundaries, their pace, especially. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah, and so that's interesting, because you, you were talking about, you're doing this breath work, and I, you were talking about how doing breath work with a partner, and before we came on, we were talking about eye contact. Yes. And I (laughs) and Nick, Nick got into this one absolutely. (laughs) And so this is an interesting aspect because I like eye contact with my partner. The my current partner and I, we have eye contact, and it's it's very intense.
2: Let me say a little bit more about that because when I teach it. We start with that embodiment practice, and if you lower your eyes and feel yourself inside, feel your heart, feel how open it is, feel your arousal if that's happening, and to be able to stay inside and then open your eyes and just look out. And again, watching for that thought that comes in. How's my face? Do I have anything in my hair? You know, do I have a booger? Whatever it is. And I'm just looking out these windows to the soul at you looking out at me and in a relaxed kind of way. You know, we want to say something witty. We want to smile or laugh, Mm -hmm. but just relaxed and looking and feel the depth of vulnerability. Um, I find it sometimes hard to ask my partner to look in my eyes in the in intercourse or anything, you know some things you can't look in each other's eyes but, <laughs> but just to, like to look in my eyes and I feel this incredible openness, and rather than go away, I'll just close my eyes and open them and just allow my breath to help me be present.
1: See that's an interesting thing because that's wh- what happens with me is because it's kind of foreign
2: mm-hmm.
1: There's a level of discomfort because it's so intense. Yeah, It's good it's a good intense. Mm-hmm. But because it's so intense, it's also it's a feeling space that I'm I'm not familiar with necessarily. I'm slowly becoming familiar with it and more comfortable with it. And so um yeah. and I'm a big fan of Dr. Rick Hansen, who's who wrote Buddha's Brain and stuff, and he talks about embellishing good feelings.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And,
1: and not embellishing, but indulging them as well in, in order to get comfortable with them and, and to rewire our brains. So I'm trying to do that with with, with this, is to <clears throat> be present with it, be comfortable with it, and enjoy it.
2: And enjoy it. And yeah. also, it's like sometimes when people look in your eyes... They come out, they look yeah. at you, and that can be intimidating. Yeah. And I might just say, I love looking in your eyes. Can you just turn the volume down a little? <laughs> because you don't want to tr- shut them down. You don't want right. to hurt them, but you want to, it's like, whoa, can you s- meet me in the middle rather than come on top of me? Because energetically, once we learn about how that feels... We can meet in the middle instead of being all over the person or feeling all over yourself.
1: So now you're kind of getting into intuition. And how do you trust your intuition or learn to be intuitive with your partner? Do the breathing exercises that you teach help us to find that kind of rhythm and intuition?
2: Right. And, And also, like, if I'm... For example, if I feel invaded by someone's energy, I can... How do I know that? It's more than intuition. It can feel like a pressure. Hmm. It can feel like maybe suddenly I'm really uncomfortable. And this is a practice, and it takes a long time to feel one another without touching, to feel one another's energy, to feel where, you know, is my energy out in a... Expanded, like maybe when I'm in nature, my energy is, I will consciously call it in if I'm in a place like Costco. <laughs> you <know? laughs> right. You know, and, and so this is a practice of learning to feel energy. And uh, I know it might sound woo-woo, but there is a way to learn and how to cultivate it in yourself as well.
1: Well, that's interesting because uh, uh, that, that requires a lot of trust of oneself then, Right,
2: right. So then we learn to check it out. Like I may have a thought that someone's energy is really big or mine is. Mm-hmm. So you you do a reality check. You just ask questions. You just say like, how's it feel with me across the counter from you?
1: Right. So now we kind of come back to our what you were started with earlier in our belief system and what we were taught.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: then being able to communicate something that that may be different than that.
2: Exactly. And so here's where the mindfulness comes in. So we did that embodiment practice. We become more mindful of how we think, become more mindful of how we feel, and we can start to catch those habitual patterns or stories or beliefs that we grew up with. You know, you, for instance, about you don't have sex until you're married, and Mm -hmm. and it's a nice thing, but... It's only for when you're married um for me you know my my mother gave herself away to anybody who would have her, so there was no example of self respect
0: mm-hmm.
2: um so I can catch myself now when I think I'm supposed to be a certain way mm-hmm. those
0: As, uh, those golden years have changed, haven't they There's a different culture out there now with yeah. with the uh with the that's like um that's how I was raised i you know with what you're saying, right? Such as what? And the culture now is what the cultures of of uh, respect and, and waiting till till marriage and things like that of that nature.
2: Right, and also right. self-respect.
0: Self-respect too, yeah. You know, the right. Me
2: Too movement, all of that has brought more healthy, you know, it's it's been turbulent, but it also brings more healthy respects to each other, ourselves and the other.
0: Yeah.
2: And... um And so there's, what are our beliefs around sex, you know, around Mm -hmm. lovemaking, around relationship? I have to always look good every morning when I get out of bed. (laughs) I don't think so. Um, If a man is aroused, I have to do something. That was one of mine. It's like, oh, we can just be aroused and enjoy that and not do anything. Oh my God, have no goal. That like breaks, though, those, those stories that we've had. So each person, we grow up with these ideas, what the boys said in the locker room, yeah. what the girlfriends talked about, and what are our fears, our, our shame that we have around our sexuality and how we're supposed to be, how we think we're supposed to be.
1: Yeah, well, now you... So being aware of it is one thing. It's a, a lot of times the actual verbal communication... So many times we just assume or want to assume or, or think that our partner should just get it.
2: Yes, psychic. A- yeah.
1: And then we don't communicate what, what we really want out of these learned behaviors. Right. How do we break past that? It's it's one thing to be aware of it. It's a, it's another thing to actually be able to do that, to be able to communicate. Communication
0: is very nice, yes.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, have you, do you, have you figured out a way to just break back, pa- or are you just like, uh, you're a very, you, you have a lot of testosterone. You're a very <laughs> testosterone-driven dude, so I can't imagine you'd have issues communicating well, I, I, your needs.
0: My current partner, yeah, I talked to her, and, and uh, very communicable in, in this field. I would say I feel good about it
2: that's just a blessing you yeah know. and when might... life's
0: mature you know it's maturity it's a uh, uh, have that communication be live be uh, be open to what you want what you need
1: yeah but what it... you
0: like and and, and and have things be open on an open table you know it's not
1: well that that's easy for you then but there's certain people that we are were raised a certain way right and, right. and even in our heads we know we don't have to have shame around it or we don't have to be embarrassed about it. But there, there's this weird hurdle that we can't overcome.
2: It's we can overcome. Oh, that's just, the spirit, Lindy. Not <laughs> yet. Yes. Yeah. Like, And so, yeah. you know, when my partner would say, what do you want? I would just be like, uh, uh right. and I couldn't answer. Yeah. So right. now I say, I want to ask for what I want and I need your encouragement. Oh, So when I say, you know, I want to go just a little slower, Uh oh, yeah, then you know, to have your partner say, oh, thank you. Right. Because we don't want to micromanage, and yet... But that
0: also feels really good when you hear that.
2: Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he keeps telling me that, you know, I just love to know what you want. Exactly. And so slowly I'm better and better at, like, instead of in my head thinking how i'm supposed to be i'm in my body going oh i would like you to do this right now <laughs> you know? right and and he's that choice He can say oh i'd love to do that but my back hurts or <laughs> you know <laughs> <Right>. like <laughs> that's the other thing that builds trust i know that you're not going to do something that is against what's true for you
0: right so there now you go.
2: I need yeah. to have that trust too like if i say stand on your head and you know whatever that you're gonna go, hmm, or I'm gonna say, hmm. I wanna feel it before I act it.
1: Well now you have brought up a really interesting subject as well, because being able to say no to our partners and and that being okay, that's very difficult for me. So. Whoa, whoa,
0: whoa. That's a control issue you have there.
1: <laughs> no, there's that's a, that's an insecurity <laughs> issue. Like oh, it, so much. You're like of, what did I do wrong? No, no, no. What oh. I'm saying is so much of my life, I, I think I've been a, a bit of a people pleaser. Right. Yes, I,
2: yes, yes, yes. So
1: in order to validate or, or find acceptance and, and with a partner and in an intimate setting, saying no or saying I'm tired.
2: So I, I got to jump in here for that because we uh, can say, oh, thank you for asking. And when I check in right now it doesn't feel right but ask me again later or whatever is true but there's a ways of saying no that aren't like I'm closing the door Mm -hmm. Um, oh you know I'm a little tired right now so maybe we can do a breathing practice and see if that ups my energy Okay. So we call it the love sandwich.
0: The love sandwich. Yes. I like that. So That's I'm, nice, isn't it?
2: <laughs> so <laughs> say, for instance, you know, if I'm going to say no, I might say, <clears throat> I love that you want to do that. And right now, can we just hold each other? So there's the, there's the answering, yeah. there's the request, and then there's the reward, which is like, oh, yeah, that feels so good in my heart. So we and And on top of that, we have to learn us us um, what do you call pleasers. Yeah. we have to learn to be uncomfortable. If I'm gonna say no, I'm gonna say it as nice as I can, and I'm gonna hold onto my seat and go like, <laughs> "Oh, I'm not pleasing somebody oh, and man. that's and now I can one time a friend of mine, I told her I didn't want to be
1: hope she's not listening. Oh jeez, here we go. I,
2: she wanted to be my roommate and it was really clear in my being that that was a no. Right. And I said, "You know, I just really want to live alone right now. I need that time." She got mad and she said, "You're not as nice as you think you are." Oh. And and I was like, jeez. "Yes." <laughs> because it was a graduation actually. Yeah. That was really and she said, "You know, I'm 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 mad at you, but I still love you." Right. So that honesty yeah. is really important because it builds so much trust. If you said yes to me and I had a sense that you were doing it just to please me, right? I, you know, I wouldn't trust you so much,
1: right? And now you got to get back into our intuition, and I mean, you're going to feel that, oh, right? Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll feel that as physical, sensual, and if, if we're at all aware of our other, our, our partner's energy, we're going to notice that. Mm-hmm. Something's not quite right here Right Something's amiss.
2: And that's all you have to say You don't have to figure it out So again we're balancing The right brain the I get them mixed up because I'm dyslexic The <laughs> intellect side of the brain Versus the intuitive side of the brain The creative side of the brain And so the more that we relax in our body The more like I feel something in my gut Let me just breathe into that Oh I'm a, I'm a little afraid, so what do I need? I need to say I'm a little afraid, or I need to say, can we slow down? And what helps a lot is if you say thank you, so how can I just help you be more safe? Okay. Oh, my God, that's just so... You know, even though it doesn't seem sexy... Right. Like, if I say, can, we're in the middle of lovemaking, and I say, um, can we stop? My heart's afraid. Because as soon as my heart's afraid, my yoni goes numb. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, if my lover says, Yes, let me just hold you, I'll cry. And then everything opens back up and oh, I'm ready to make love this, again. The
0: chakras, it's like a just turns red and love.
2: Yes.
0: <laughs> That's pretty cool. I do like that. The love sandwich.
2: And this love sandwich, exactly. Yes. <laughs>
1: Interesting. <laughs> yeah. So, the. the, the so now, yeah, we're, we're creating so much trust, which then creates more intimacy. Exactly. Which then gives us better sex.
2: Right, exactly. And being a good girl or a nice girl, you know, I had to have a lot of help. At one time, a friend of mine, another Tantra teacher, he said, Lindy, you're so sweet and you're so loving, but I don't feel much passion in you. And I was like, oh, oh, <laughs> I'm busted. <laughs> And so I started playing with my gur, like just being a little more with my body. And I could feel the change in my energy. And so I told my partner, "Mm, well, I'm a little shy to say this, but I want to explore my gur, And I want you to encourage me, Mm -hmm. you know. So whenever, like, I bite him or I grab him, Mm -hmm. he goes, oh, yeah, good, more of that. And that changed my fear that was supportive and and you know it was shameful to me as a tantra teacher i should already be very sexy Uh, (laughs) i should be hot and wet and you know everything Mm. yeah and and so (laughs) and so when i just accept that this is you know my body and how it speaks um then i am more hot and wet
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> because I'm honoring the truth of things as opposed to doing something I'm supposed to do
0: I just, yeah, I just received a text. I respect your no-biting boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Her teeth are razor-sharp. Yeah. like, whoa!
2: <laughs> I know. I usually warn before I bite. <laughs> so, so if somebody... And it's not that I like to cause pain. It's right. because the energy through... Expresses just through my jaw. So I don't bite yeah. hard. Oh, but yeah. I always... Some people like really hard-biting. Right. Well, yeah,
0: this is intense. It's like, you know, razor-sharp teeth and...
2: What? So so <laughs>
1: wait a second. So what about on the flip side? So for that's like empowering as a woman, woman and and stereotypically women are the gentle docile more what about for a man to be more uh, you know more sensual m- more uh, subdued not so testosterone driven so to speak.
2: Right, like, and that uh, happens even as we get older. You know, it's like also we don't always feel that passion. Mm-hmm. But when we so I would say also for myself and my partner, like when you get past a certain age that younger testosterone hormonal stuff isn't there. And so yeah, you wanna find um a partner that that really respects and loves that. You know, like you can just Run the hands very slowly from the ankle, along the calf, under the knee, Mm -hmm. up the thigh. You know, just that soft and gentle and loving. And that can still be very erotic.
1: So is that something you you teach in in your classes? Any sort of like just gentle touching or massage, any sort of tantric... Yeah, Are those more advanced classes.
2: Just last weekend. Oh, okay. <laughs> I did. So,
0: so, okay, go ahead. Yeah.
2: So I did one on Zoom, you know, and I uh-huh. and I teach the the different layers, you know, being able to feel the auric field or the energy field. Oh, cool. And um, it's also known as chi in the Taoist practices. Mm-hmm. And then to do long strokes down the body, and it helps a person be more in their body, and you. Fl- press on their feet, and then you just slowly build. And the whole idea, this is a really great play practice, is for the receiver to say, oh, yeah, that's good, more fingernails, less fingernails, <laughs> slow down. I like this, yeah. And, and But also, not again, not to micromanage, but just to say, like, I'm not going to move anymore until you tell me what you like. Like, oh, even yeah. if you just make a sound. Oh yeah, that's good. You know, or if I'm not making any sound at all then I'm probably in my head thinking, I wish you would in right. you know, a go down to my toes. You
0: know? So where, where can one sign up to to be a part of this Zoom experience um, that you do?
2: Well, you go to my website or you get on my um, you sign up for my newsletter and then I tell you I'll probably do that particular class a few times. Where a year. can I
0: find the newsletter?
2: Um, go to my website, Lindy at Lindy James.
0: And that's no, Lindy that's... with the L I N D Y. Or... Yes, yes. Okay. L-i-n-d-y-j-a-m-e-s.com. com. dot com.
1: So, it sounds like this is also a very good practice <clears throat> to kind of learn your partner's body.
2: Yes, excellent. Yeah,
0: absolutely.
2: And and so you know when you get um, more skilled, you can. Work into, the, I'm using my thumbs to show the pressure points. I know, I love points. it.
1: We're on radio and you're, you're
0: massaging <laughs> hey, I'm me I'm, here. I'm with you 100% over here. <laughs> right. this is awesome. I feel like you're touching my back. Yes,
2: so you can like massage into the places masseuses aren't allowed to massage, like into the groin muscle along the thigh, really close up, up and around the chest, whether right. it's a man's chest or a woman's breast, uh-huh. and moving around and finding you know, doing circles around them or just holding them. And so this is a lovely way to explore because we're so used to our genitals and for women, our breasts being done to. Right. But what if you just cup the genitals and the heart and look in eye gaze and breathe, you know, imagine that you're breathing from your heart through your hand into their heart. Right. So so this is how Tantra turns sexuality into also a spiritual practice. Or an energetic practice. People can actually make love and have almost like um, an energetic orgasm from across the room once you get that sensitive.
1: (sighs) Oh, wait one second here. (laughs) (laughs) Now you've taken it to another level. I will.
2: That's the advanced class. Whoa. All right. But, you know, when we undulate our hips, rocking the tailbone back and forth, and we use in combination with breath and pulsing, the pelvic floor muscles, Mm -hmm. same thing as a Kegel, we can call the energy up, and then we can consciously put it out so that it's, you know, I'm using my hands again, two hands waving towards each other, so two bodies waving towards each other. Yeah, We can train our awareness to feel that.
1: So when I took your intro class... Is this the the Kundalini energy is what's is what 's rising up through the body correct right. is this what you 're cultivating? Is this what we 're talking about, or is this something different?
2: Well, some people might disagree with me okay, but semantics, but okay. to me when i 've learned to um, move that sensual sexual energy up through my body. Mm-hmm. I can bring it up to my heart, up to my throat, up to the crown of my head. And if you remember that image that I used, with the, it was a gif, you know, where somebody, in a, a little twinkles of light going up through the center of a body and then fountaining back down. Okay. So that's opening the kundalini. We want to do it carefully because the kundalini can start to feel like these little jerky waves as energy opens sort of our channels, if you want to... Think of it that way, electricity. Like, you can be at one ten and then go to two twenty. It's electric. (laughs) (laughs) But if you do it too fast, you can fry your circuits. Oh, okay. So you want to do it carefully. So we probably do it naturally already. Like you know, in lovemaking, it particularly in intercourse, there's. That undulation of the hips To right. move inside of each other mm-hmm. And then you can also bring it up And breathe it And even when you're in that Look at each other in the eyes And and feel almost like you can Orgasm from your eyes From your heart From everywhere <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I've actually noticed That that's been kind of ha- With the connection When the connection That emotional Connection yes. and that spiritual connection as they increase, then the sexual connection also increases as well. Right. And it's funny because as I was talking about it earlier, there's also there's almost a um a resistance to it because it's like, well, this is what I was taught is this one person, one love thing. But I think they were explaining it to me as a child that's different. Than the way I'm experiencing it as an adult. Does that make sense? It's like even though they're the same thing, they're kind of different. You
2: yeah, talking about kundalini versus sexual energy?
1: Well, kind of kundalini partnership, sexual energy, as opposed to the prudish kind of partner, this is who you marry and have children with. What's and- a
0: kundalini? <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's a good question. Well, this is kind of what we were talking about just now. That w- that's the energy that are uh, Oh yeah, yeah okay, That's yeah, yeah. the so energy that right? It's
2: imaged as like this kind of energy snake that is housed in the in the sacrum. Yeah. And through certain there's kundalini yoga there's, you know, which isn't sexual at all. There's mm-hmm. ways of moving your body as a solo person where then um, um, you can open your own sexual energy. So
0: it's that feel good feeling within yourself.
2: Exactly, but uh. it's not like, as soon as you feel good, I'm going to start rubbing certain places. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so then so then it's the same thing with with sexual energy with okay. a person. We're not going to go with a goal. We're not going to go straight to like, as soon as I feel turned on, then we have intercourse and we have orgasm and it's success, success, that we can do so much more. And I want to say for the real beginners out there that, at first, people don't feel energy at all. You just feel nothing. You just focus on feeling nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing is something. And at first, we have, you know, when we hit the, the beliefs, the religious beliefs, the family beliefs, the fears, the shame, the taboo. Mm-hmm. Um, that we there's a there's a stage where we do healing, where we 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 do therapy, we do healing to. To get past that, it took me a lot of years of therapy to stop thinking I'll only be loved if I'm giving myself and being a healer and a a hero. (laughs) And so there's that stage. And Tantra has also very specific practices for healing. You know, most of our wounding, whether it's just inappropriate behavior, all the way to abuse. Well, that's
0: it's like uh, taking from an old relationship and then a new relationship and how much difference there is in the things that are said and the feelings that are made. Yes. And and how to how to accept that, you know, it's it's kind of crazy to be with someone for 5 to 10 years or more and be beaten and, and not like I mean like mentally yeah. and then move into something years later it's like whoa, that's just it's such it's to me it's kind of an odd feeling, you know, it's a, and just how to take that is, is to take it in. <laughs> yeah, it's It's like wild. we said
2: earlier like yeah. feeling goodness and knowing yeah. you deserve it.
0: Oh, for sure. Feeling
2: respect and knowing you deserve yeah, it. Yeah,
0: that's the respect is the biggest thing. It's you so know, nice. Yeah.
2: If, if a man wants to be my lover, but he's willing to let me set the pace,
0: right, right, right.
2: then we can have really a, a wonderful time at the right time.
0: And to be able to hold that, I think that's the best. I mean, if that can continue. Yeah. So, we're, again,
1: we're kind of talking about being comfortable with foreign feelings. Yes. Even right. when they feel good. Because we're so used to unpleasant feelings as our homeostasis to right. create a new homeostasis of joy and love and spirituality
0: in our sexuality. And then how do you put a safety net around all that? <laughs> Should I say it like that? or?
1: Oh, How do you feel comfortable uh, to, and safe in it? Just well, to, hold it,
0: to hold it in one position, you know, like to hold on to that, that feeling that you have, that, that good feeling that... To, you know, in the
2: in the psycho psychotherapy that I learned, I'm not a licensed, but <laughs> it's called Hakomi and it's really bodies. Okay. Yeah,
0: Hakomi. Okay.
2: Yeah. Uh. H-O-K M-I. Hakomi. Okay. And it it we we learned like we have oh. a nourishment barrier. So whatever barriers we've created in our life to feel more safe. Right. You know, I don't need anyone.
0: <laughs> right. I don't
2: have any bad feelings, you know. So I'll say often Notice what feels good. Even if it's just tiny, mm-hmm. feel that. Even if it's just, you know, <laughs> in the one corner of your heart or, you know, your big toe, feel that. right. And what right. you pay attention to grows. So if you're experiencing negativity and negative thoughts and you say, okay, that's going to grow if I continue down that line. Let's go towards you know, I really wanna to learn to love myself or love be more loving.
1: All right. Well we're kinda of talking about what we talked about before in regards to being vulnerable and the strength in that vulnerability. And there's a lot of fear around that.
2: And especially, you know, one of the taboos for men to be vulnerable. Oh yeah. Less you know, less now in this day and age, but still there, you know, to be a real guy you're tough. And also to to have a a man be vulnerable with me Opens my heart, and you know, have a man. Meet- Just don't
0: take advantage of me. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, but that's the thing. As a man, you you've got to kind of be vulnerable, and you've got to you got to you got to take the risk.
0: Uh, that risk, yeah, I know it's a it's a, you, it's you a gotta, risky plunge. You got to take May the I risk, but the rewards could be very
1: great. The rewards you're getting is. And that doesn't mean you won't get hurt later. I mean, that's that's. There's nothing permanent in in our world, right? Like everything impermanence. Impermanence is is part of everything. But with that said, at some point, if you want to feel these intense feelings, you've got to be willing to take this instruction that you're giving. Know how to say no and it be safe. Know how to say yes and it be safe.
2: Exactly, exactly. And then from that safe ground, like say we're tilling soil, then we can really grow from that. Right. And be more expansive um, and be more full of ourselves. I never felt comfortable being sexy because whatever taboo that was when I was a little girl, you know, not a little girl, but a, a young woman. Yeah. You know, it wasn't safe to explore that, you know, to be radiant as, you know, when you're a teenager hitting adolescence you know it's like so it took me a lot of practice and some girlfriends helping me you know (laughs) right to to wear lingerie or a beautiful gown but not put it on just because i look good but put it on because i feel good Mm. regardless of my body being imperfect (laughs) according to whatever and and to be in my radiance How do I do that? How did I do that? You know, that's um, a learning practice. And part of why I teach groups, I have tantric communities, whether it's online or in my comfort of my living room, Mm -hmm. is that we get to practice with one another. It's clothing on. There's no, you know, like sex in the room. But I might sit with you and look in your eyes and put my hand on your heart. Mm -hmm. I might undulate with you I might say oh wow it's getting a little too um, open for me I need to take a break and sit back sit closer sit back and you go around the room with several partners and explore and everybody gets to say thank you for telling me what your truth is.
1: That sounds incredibly vulnerable.
2: Well you get training first I don't put beginners in that space.
1: Thank goodness because I'm thinking to myself I'm like I don't know how vulnerable I could be with people I don't know that well.
2: Well, that's the interesting thing is part of what I say Tantra was created, this, mm-hmm. this avenue of Tantra, for how to create love. So, for instance, if our marriage was arranged, or for instance, if I've been married for a long time and there's sparks not there, it's so interesting that when we do an embodiment practice... When we start to be more in our felt sense and our feeling and just looking in people's eyes, love just shows up. It's not a personal love. One of my students, she said, and she's a very A-type, you know, busy girl. Mm -hmm. She says, when I drop into my body in this class, I'm shocked I can fall in love with a room full of people in three hours. Wow. There's just love there. It's it's spiritual, It's it can be sensual. I don't, you know, it's not like we do everything, there's no sensuality, but the touch might only be from your shoulder to your hand. There's a lot of sensuality just in that. Oh, yeah. And, um, but I I am very picky, careful, mama bear. Yeah. <laughs> that who shows up has had some training and is also very respectful. You know, if anybody is inappropriate... Um, I'll actually just ask them to leave. Of course. I'm not a nice girl anymore. (laughs) No, that's that's
1: good, because you're trying to keep the rest of the group safe. Yes. I I completely get it. Yeah. So you you kind of brought up long-term relationships and using these practices in order to... Are are you helping them rekindle love or or find something they've never had before, both? I think it would
2: be both, and... You know, there's a certain thing that happens in relationships. Your work, your career, you have children, um, and so the, you come home at the end of the day, and you're just like, I don't feel like it. I have mm. to have two hours to make love, or otherwise I don't do it at all. Mm-hmm. And Hunter teaches us, like, do a 10-minute connect, spoon and breathe through the chakras, and then get up and make dinner or take care of the kids, right. so that we cultivate continuing that energy between us so we have our own self practices and then we have practices we can do that continue to attune us to each other right so even you and I sitting here for this period of time there's a little bit of resonance that that deepens right and so as couples there's a whole lot of practices you can do that can just be 10 minutes can be 20 minutes can be two hours you know two re-spark to practice um i have one thing i have people do um, as a salutation and then you speak to your fears desires your boundaries the boundary might be my clothes aren't coming off i only have a half an hour Mm -hmm. um i i want to be juicy but not sexual you know, whatever it is, my fear is I won't feel juicy. <laughs> you know? right. My my desire is to really connect with you for this 20 minutes. So I teach that to couples. Um, I, even in the practice groups, they can practice this with each other. So it, it sounds like you're
1: almost... And you 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 kind of, when you were reading from the book, you talked about sex and meditation. It sounds like this is... Being a meditator, this sounds almost like a couple's m- sexual meditation type practice.
2: Yes. And I invite you and anybody listening, um, I have a YouTube channel with some demonstrations of these things. And is
1: that just Lindy James on YouTube? I mean, yeah. how do you find it? Okay. I think so. All right. <laughs> and I have a tech well, you would know better than me. Sometimes. I
2: have a tech person who is in charge of all of this. Okay, Where good. is she to speak in here right now? And and you know, like there's there's some videos that I made, like three solo practice videos or three couples practice okay. videos that you can practice with a friend, um, just to give a gentle, gentle, easy taste. I know people. You know, hear the word tantra, and they just think orgies,
0: right? <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa!
2: Even I, even <laughs> I did. You know, when I first went to my first tantra course, I was terrified. And, you know, of course, it can be true with some tantra teachers, but really, it's not. Okay, <laughs> you know what it's about.
1: Well, I like that you clarify that because you're you're getting rid of the preconceived notion of what it is, and it's more about just a connection and yep. a loving, deep connection like at yeah. that. And in a way that, it—I mean—you're talking about sex, but what you're really talking about, and what we talked about before we came on the air, is really a spiritual, mental, and emotional connection, oh, Yeah. which then translates into the physical form of sex, and right. and and or just touching—it doesn't have to necessarily be sexual.
2: Right, right, and and that rewires so the things that we experienced as young sexual beings. Um it, you know, especially if there's any abuse or neglect or mm-hmm. harm, you know, those those neural pathways in, from the brain down into our erogenous zones get disconnected. So being this gentle spiritual, for me, I can I can do so much more um, taboo things when it's in a spiritual. Okay. It's in like I call in the deities, I call in God, you know. <laughs> My teacher would say, Bring God into the bedroom. I know that's taboo big time, but to really feel that divinity of yourself, yeah. then I can pretty much nothing scares me anymore. But when it's just rote, you know, just people being sexy, it, you know, having sex in a sex party, bless them, it's just scary to me
1: scary to me too. So scary, I'm not going to do it. Me either.
2: I did go once to practice saying no. I just just like walking around like, "Oh my god, this is scary. No, thank you. No, thank you." Because it was a practice to sure. to heal a part of me and my voice.
1: So, you had this written down, sexual healing. Is this are we talking about this yet? What what is sexual healing?
2: that's a good question. Um, and, and how do we know we need it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, well,
1: that's a good question too. How do yeah. we know when we need it?
2: Right. If we
1: only, we don't know what we don't know. Right.
2: Right. We don't know. So I know that in my growing up, you know, I'd be in these relationships and I could be really sexual at first mm-hmm. and then pretty soon, maybe a year, if I was lucky, then I would start to not want to. And I would feel guilty and shameful, and but I didn't have any arousal, and my yoni, which is the tantric word for vagina, mm-hmm. it translates as sacred temple. So I like it. My yoni would just. I've be worshipped like, there before. <laughs> 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 my yoni would just be like, I am, I am. The doors are closed. Yeah. And so, part of the healing practice was like like I said earlier like just having someone touch my yoni and touch my heart and be present and not be taking from me oh that was hugely healing someone that would be honoring and worshiping um not like you know over the top worshiping you're like, a goddess <laughs> well I am
1: but <laughs> yeah that's the spirit
2: <laughs> but to help me know that I am right and to be sincere and not be in a hurry and um, there's a practice that we do called uh, yoni massage. We call it sacred spot massage.
0: Sacred spot massage.
2: Yeah, it's the same thing as the G spot. Oh. So I, <laughs> our sexual history, just like you know how muscles uh-huh. in the body can remember, and sometimes you're getting a massage and you'll start to cry for no reason. Mm-hmm. It's releasing. So inside the um, yoni, inside in the is is. Our sexual history, in a way, so when you start to massage in there, that's a good face. <laughs> He's like, what? sexual
1: history's in there?"
2: Yes, so you know you can be massaging over the G spot and different places mm-hmm. around inside, mm-hmm. and hit laughter and joy, and then you hit another place, and it's rage and tears, and hit another place, and and it's pleasurable, and. Okay, yeah, I know. Oh, we don't have any time left.
0: Yeah, yeah, one minute. <laughs> we're leaving on the on
2: the G spot well, massage. I can't believe it. We are gonna it. have to come back. <laughs>
1: oh, we're definitely coming back to this, <laughs> Lindy. Oh my goodness, this, you the this sexual history part inside. Okay. Oh, all right. Well, we've gotta go. Uh, You can learn so much more from Lindy at lindyjames.com. That's L-I-N-D-Y-J-A-M-E-S dot com. I've taken her intro course online. She's very good. Oh, the intro
2: course is the first Friday of every month. Excellent. Free.
1: Yeah, so there'll be one coming up in March. So get online, sign up. It'll be worth it. You'll appreciate it. Your partner will appreciate it. Um, thanks again. Thank
2: you so much. Thank
1: you, Nick, for coming on. That yeah. was fun to have you.
0: Great night.
2: It was fun yeah. to have Thank you. you too. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Help me out. Let's talk about All right, ladies.